What's up? It's your girl, Davida Chanel, and I'm back once again to get all up in with you. First and foremost, can I give a shout out to myself for just showing up and being here? I recently saw um, someone reposted when Snoop Dogg got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and he gave a shout out to himself. And today I'm feeling that because when it comes to the life of a creative or trying to create things and trying to live in that space, it is very difficult to keep up with it and to be consistent. I am the type of person that's very good at doing what I have to do for work. But when it comes to my art or my creativity or the things that just move me, I find it a lot more difficult to show up. So the fact that I am here right on time, like my schedule said I would be, to me, that's worth a round of applause. So go ahead on and clap it up for your girl for being all up in it. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, this week, I got into quite a few things, but let's start with TV. Um, the thing I watched this week that had the most uh, that I'd like to talk about and share some insight on is the latest season of FX's American Crime Story, and it was impeachment. Now, this was about the 1988 impeachment of Bill Clinton, not the most recent <laughs> um, impeachment of Donald Trump, but this one, I don't know. I avoided watching the show because I didn't know what it where it would move me or like why I would care. The truth is when it comes to uh well I'll just go ahead and say it. I think when it comes to matters of politics, as smart and intelligent as we are as people, I think sometimes when it's our candidate in the middle of drama, it's easy to assume the other side has set them up because we've seen that time and time again. So back in the day when the impeachment was happening you couldn't tell me Bill Clinton wasn't that dude. So I just thought this was some Republican ploy to try to get him out of office. And even after watching the show, I believe that to be true. But the thing about Ryan Murphy dramas that do it for me is that they just offer an insight I may not have considered. And now I have tons of thoughts on this whole situation. So we're going to go ahead and hop right on into it and get all up in it. First of all, can somebody go ahead and give Sarah Paulson all the flowers, all the awards, all the kudos? Because when I tell you this woman can become anyone, Sarah Paulson's portrayal of Linda Tripp, I don't know what's a better supporting character that I've seen on TV this season. So I would imagine here she goes. She's going to get another Emmy. But let's talk about American Crime Story in general. Like I said, this is the third season and it deals with the impeachment. The second season dealt with the Versace murder. Um, and then the first season dealt with OJ. Now, I got to say, OJ is my favorite one because it was the first foray into this American Crime Story. Once again, Sarah Paulson was that chick. <laughs> she played Marsha Clark in that one. And she just really embodied the whole character and made her just so interesting and someone I wanted to know more about. And in general, I find that when Sarah Paulson is working with Ryan Murphy, that's what we get. We get a character that just gets to go there, delve deep into who these people are, and just really brings forth something magical. And so all that to say, as we see Sarah Paulson become Linda Tripp, in this season three, I think I think she kills it. And I think she did such a good job that it was so great 
to watch. I, I just really, really, really enjoyed the season. Another thing that I really got into with this season was the fact that um, Clive Owen plays Bill Clinton. But at no point in time did I see <laughs> Clive Owen. He embodied this character so much. So if nothing else, this show deserves tons of credit in the hair and makeup areas. I gotta say the story revolves around, you know, Monica Lewinsky and her relationship with both Bill Clinton and Linda Tripp and how all these things, you know, kind of came out. The woman who plays Monica is Beanie Felstein, and I don't know much about her. I did do some research after seeing her on the first episode or so, and apparently she comes from like, uh, I don't know, I guess a Broadway type background. She was in that movie Booksmart for Netflix. Apparently she was in Lady Bird, which ugh, I still have yet to see, and I think she's on Broadway like right now. Um can't remember what show I saw that she was in but anyway this girl was new to me I had never heard of Beanie in fact um she came up in like a vulture crossword puzzle one day and I struggled to find the answer because I hadn't heard of it but I think she did an excellent job in this role she um she made me want to care about Monica all right full disclosure let's go ahead and hop all into this back in 1998 I didn't know anything or I had a very limited knowledge of sexual harassment in the workplace. I had a very limited knowledge of um, what I thought it meant to be, you know, assaulted or I, I didn't have the understanding that I do now that sometimes men in power will abuse that power, especially with young, impressionable women. And so the DeVita I was in 1998, as this story was unfolding, I just didn't have the, the emotional grounding to, to allow myself <laughs> to see this from multiple points of view. But now I, I am in that space. And obviously, you know, having survived the Me Too moment that I thought would be a movement, um, having seen, you know, all these sexual predators, you know, get get their day in court and, you know, the public finding out who these these terrible men were, you know, the more stories that we hear, we hear this thing happens, you know, more than not. Am I saying Bill Clinton raped Monica? No. This show clearly dispels any of those myths. But I do think there is a lot more blame to put on Bill than I had in the past because he was making some dumbass decisions. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you're the president of the free world and you getting your rocks off because this girl is like into you. Like, how third grade is that? He was so excited when she'd come by and they just talked. And um, the the another genius thing of this show, they never showed any sex between them. And it kind of was left to the viewer to decide what you thought the level of this relationship was. And my understanding, the understanding I came to is that it all falls on Bill Clinton because you're the person in power. You're the mature one. You're the one that's supposed to like make the better decisions. Monica, in my opinion, seemed like an adventurous 24-year-old privileged white woman from Beverly Hills that felt like she could get what she want. And so the little 
opening of a door of affection that he offered to her to her was the I don't know gateway moment <laughs> into a relationship with a man of power and I just I thought that impeachment did such a good job with um kind of laying out where everybody fit into the story so I really 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 appreciated it they also in this series, they also deal with Paula Jones, and she was played by Anna Lee Ashford, who we've seen in tons of things. And I just thought she did such a great job with that role because Paula had been wronged by Clinton. Now, she had not been um, raped or there hadn't been any sexual contact, but he approached her and awkwardly, you know, put her in the awkward position of this powerful man asking you to perform oral sex on him. And she said, no. And all she, Paula Jones wanted was an apology, but she surrounded herself with people that didn't want those, that same thing for her. Her husband was a climber and he was a mess and, you know, trying to get on at every turn. And then her lawyer team were some conservative people whose objective was to bring down Bill Clinton, not to care about Paula Jones. So she was just a very strong character as well. And I think for me, the overall theme of the show, or at least the thing I want to talk about on All Up In It today, <laughs> the overall theme that I got from it is Sometimes in life, there are moments where you know you, you, you're going to, you set yourself up to do something and you know, like, hey, this might not be the best idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I feel like Monica, Paula, even Linda Tripp, even Bill Clinton in this, this series all decided to do some shit that they shouldn't have been doing. And they knew in their heart was wrong. They knew deep down it was wrong. I feel that Monica was well aware she should not be telling her business to anybody. In fact, in the show, her best friend tells her, um, uh, Bill tells her repeatedly, like, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. But I felt like she was so lonely and just so isolated and so giddy over this relationship she had to tell someone and that against her own better judgment she became friends with a friendless ass woman and <laughs> this chick betrayed her with the the Paula Jones character she she knew her husband wasn't on the up and up because he could never look her in the eye when they had these discussions about what had happened but she still trusted him and let him let her turn down a settlement, which would have changed her life forever. Um, so I think throughout watching the show, one theme that kept popping up for me was that, you know, people, no matter how intelligent or no matter how worldly a person is, no matter how rich or privileged they are, people are still people. And sometimes people fuck up. And this series was just a long list of people fucking up, even on the side of the opposition. Obviously, I'm a card a card carrying liberal. I identify as a Democrat because that's the party that speaks most to me. Because them other people not fucking with people like me. In fact, they shooting us in the street. But I digress. For me, the way the overall theme hit, it just reminded me. Okay, true story. Back in college. I I had this this 
I don't want to say obsession because I wasn't obsessed, but I liked this boy. I liked him a lot. And he was pretty kind of in the mix. He was a little bit higher profile. And I knew that anything I was doing with him, I should probably keep to myself. I knew that. That was a given. But I had this this friend and she, like Linda Tripp, <laughs> came popped up one day and just caught me at the right moment. Um, I think it might have been summer, so all of my um, normal school friends had gone home for break. And um, she and I got cool, and we would hang out, and we would hang out, and we would hang out. And long story short, she Linda tripped me. One day, she we talk on the phone all the time, and this one particular day, when we talked, she just had all these questions about the dude, which I thought was odd. And I think maybe by the last one, I was like, what's up with this? Why are you asking me all these questions? But up until that point, you know, I was just feeding her information that she'd ask. I'd tell her what she wanted to know. Unbeknownst to me, she had another homegirl at her house listening to everything I said. And they created this mess. They took everything I said. They changed around my words. They went back and told other people. It became a huge ass fucking mess. So I say all that to say this Linda Tripp thing. People are shady and they do shady things and they catch us off guard. But I think there's a lot of responsibility to be taken in those situations. And I'm just the type of person that, you know, I always look to myself first. What did I do wrong or how could I have fixed this situation? And I think at the end of the day, Monica's talking to Linda was just appalling the fact that she didn't do her research you're not talking about some random dude <laughs> at your college like in my scenario it's the president of the united states and it never it never crossed monica's mind that maybe linda is a conservative maybe she doesn't even like this dude because it was very clear from everything she's doing that she was conservative she didn't deal with the, like, Democratic Party in general. She was always upset about, you know, the current administration. So it just, the whole thing with Monica, it just reminded me of, like I said, younger days, back in the day, where you learn those lessons where you can't trust everybody and you shouldn't be telling your business to everybody. And I guess that all brings me up to how does that relate to life right now? Well... <laughs> again, in general, we keeping our shit to ourselves because as briefly mentioned on last week's show, you know, the feds are always watching and they are putting like pieces together. So some of the things you're saying on Instagram, which like Monica, you think you're innocently sharing this joy in your life. People who don't have your best interest can take that and misconstrue it all kind of ways and they can build cases against you. And I know obviously that's an extreme but it's true, and it's definitely something that we should be aware of. In this year of our law, 2022, it's all kinds of shit going down. So it would just behoove us all to protect and guard those things that are important to us and watch our back with who we're sharing our lives with. I hear a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of astrology podcasts because I'm into the woo, y'all. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Your girl is super woo. Um and they all talk about how in this current um, transit of all the planets, that's the, the, the current way that the world is going, there's a lot of room for people to come in and miss 
represent who they are and take advantage of people. Specifically because these were astrologers. They're saying how, you know, people are um, creating fake accounts. They're reaching out to people to offer a reading. And then you think you're talking to, I don't know, psychic of the year or astrologer of the year. And you're giving them all of your personal information, but they're scammers. So they're taking it and what they're offering is not true. Um, it's just lies. And I think in those isolated incidents dealing with astrologers, I think we can see it on a bigger and macro level. On Netflix, HBO, and Hulu right now, there's at least 20 documentaries about religious scammers. People that had some type of religion and they got all these people to follow, some to their death. So... It would, I am of the opinion that shows like impeachment stand to remind us to keep our shit to ourselves, And that's the theme of <laughs> this week's podcast. What can you keep to yourself? And I think the more that we ask ourselves these questions, the more will be revealed to us that the more work of what we have to do on ourselves will be revealed to us. Another thing I want to talk about is this week, like Monica. <laughs> so one thing I found interesting is that Monica and Linda's calls were all recorded and the feds had to listen. Well, the the feds, when I say the feds, it was um, Ken Starr in his office. And his office's whole job was to find shit Bill Clinton was doing wrong so that they could create a case for impeachment to get him out of office, right? Well, as they were doing this, it was just so funny to me. Funny, like laugh out loud funny. The things they chose to focus on, like how they chose to focus on Monica because it was so sultry and like, oh, it proves that he lied under oath. There was a whole nother woman out there who had a story that seemed super legit that may have involved sexual assault. This story never came to light because they were so busy focusing on the fluff piece. And then that reminded me of today, how we will get so caught up with the, the fluff and the distractions. For instance, how many weeks <laughs> did your personal circle, your social media circle, and the news in general talk about the Chris Rock, Will Smith situation at the Oscars? I am, not was, I am still so tired of that and I have no opinion to offer on the matter. But the fact that that conversation went on for all that time, but there is very little conversation about these COVID numbers rising. There is very little conversation about the food insecurity that the country is facing right now. And there is very little conversation about the white supremacist nationalist people that, you know, are acting a goddamn nut right now. There's no conversation about gun control and how just this week we had two mass shootings, both in Buffalo and, um, the Orange County area of California. So that's New York and California, two opposite coasts, same story. Like people are literally getting killed out here, but we focused on, was it all right or not right for Will to slap Chris? Was it, um, was it so terrifying? And um, people were typing things like, oh, it shook me to my core. So Will Smith slapping Chris Rock shook you to the core, but these these old black people getting killed at the grocery store while they were minding their own business didn't even elicit a tweet from you? Hmm, interesting. 
So yeah, just things to think about. Um, who who really has our back out here? Who who's really on our side? And when I say our, I mean us as a collective, but then us as an individual. Who was in Monica's life that she could talk to? Clearly nobody. If she thought this random lady at work who didn't have no friends was the one you should share your whole life with. And I think that's what the most disappointing part of the whole series was. Here were two women who had seemingly or quote unquote been wronged by the administration. Linda felt that she knew so much about what had happened with her old boss. She felt like there was some conspiracy against her because she knew the truth. She definitely sounded crazy as fuck, but that's what she felt. And then there was Monica, who clearly had been demoted because of her relationship with the president or to keep her away from him, um, at least by proximity. So if that was the case, it's just interesting to me that these two women who were so pushed away and isolated, of course, they should have been able to come together as friends. The problem was Linda never saw Monica as anything more than an opportunity to prove her point about Bill Clinton. And I think that's where it reminds me of like real life. Because I think so often we look at each other as opportunities or we look at each other as obstacles or we look at each other as all kinds of things except people. Because if Monica, if Linda had seen Monica for what it was, this girl that was being abused, this girl that was going through these things, this girl who was like emotionally traumatized, then how the fuck could you play her like that? <laughs> Why would you want to put her on blast? If you took any time to get to know who this woman was and all those hours of recordings, you'd have known she was emotionally unstable. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's it's a lot to deal with, and it's a lot of blame to be thrown around. But one person I came to really have more adoration for, I guess, after all this is Monica, because I didn't I didn't think too highly of her before I watched the series, but coming out of it, I know exactly who she was. Um, again, we've all been young, we've all liked people that haven't, you know, been the best to us and for us. But we all haven't been those types with the amount of money and resource and privilege that a Monica did. So I could see how a girl like that would think she was legit in a relationship with the president and she could talk her shit to her friends and somehow this would work out for her. Poor thing, it didn't. <laughs> but I would guess, or did it? Because in the long run, I think she's doing quite well for herself. She's an accomplished producer, author, um, correspondent. I'm sure her financial privilege is still there. So, I mean, I don't know. And then Bill Clinton, he still comes out on top. He's one of the most respected presidents in American history. Um, it's a whole bunch of people fuck with Bill Clinton as their best president. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell what's right. And again, I don't love talking about politics in open form, but I will say this. I think impeachment does a great job of telling a story. We all think we know from the perspective of the actual players involved, like your Linda Tripp, 
like your Monica Lewinsky and like your Bill Clinton. And yes, all the other people were there. We got uh, Hillary Clinton. Somebody played Hillary Clinton. Like I mentioned, there was Apollo Jones. We saw all the, um, what's his name? Kavanaugh was even portrayed in it. So all these people that we know in politics today were definitely the whole Fox News crew. We see them at their beginning kind of getting amped up and where this comes from. One thing that's not lost on me in this series is how our political system in America kind of sets up a you're right and we're wrong or we're right and you're wrong type scenario. And when you look at 1988, when you see the Ken Starr, the Kavanaugh, his whole like FBI crew trying to find this information on Clinton and being so adamant that they got him and trying to bring him down. It's not because, or it's at least not said or mentioned. They're never like, oh, we have to bring him down because this is so bad for America because fill in the blank. It's we have to bring him down. He's not like us. He doesn't stand for our values. Look how horrible he is. He's a disgrace. And then if you fast forward to 2021, when we had a whole ass insurrection (laughs) in an attempt to take over the election, we are talking about how they're not like us. We don't show up um, at the the Capitol and storm it. That's not like us. This is not American. The truth is all this shit is American. People fucking up <laughs> in positions of power. People having affairs. People sleeping with the help. All that shit been going on. People um, knowing this information and selectively using it for political gain as opposed to exposing it just because the truth can can heal or exposing the truth because we as a people should know that's rarely when things come out things come out because there's a political play for whichever party has this information so before i go into this whole i don't know lesson on politics which i'm clearly not in a position to teach i just think it's interesting to watch a show like impeachment which happened and is set in 1988 It's interesting to watch that in 2022 in light of everything that's going on and not think that by 2030, it's going to have to be another way because this shit ain't working. It's just really not. So yeah, so this week I got all up into impeachment. And as a result, I started thinking about all the times I was a silly friend that let someone take advantage of me by giving them the power to take advantage of me by just talking too much. It reminded me of all the ways I feel about American politics and how it's shade tree as hell and how we never really know what's going on. It brought up all the feelings I feel about just our lack of power as a people. Now that's a dichotomy because in my heart, I know that the power is within the people. But I think that the the high level games that people in power play to keep us distracted, it's an uphill battle. And I don't know if we're going to win. And I hate to be so doom and gloom, but that's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. And on that note, we're going to go ahead on and wrap it up. (laughs) Because this show clouded all of my thoughts for the week. And it definitely put me in a space of, Um, wanting to find what my power is and keeping it to myself and how much power is in that. So with that, this is your girl, Davida Chanel, showing up, showing out, and having gotten 
all up in it. See you guys next week.